Inspiring solutions to save America one show at a time. Are you ready to get on board? When are you guys going to learn? The more you indict, the more we unite. Facts. It's Trump 2024. We don't care. You heard me? We already made our mind up. You already know when the hood got your back. Man, they deep in the hood. Gangsters. Talking about Trump 2024, you heard me? Woo woo! Wah! Gangsters! The hood got this man back. I'm just trying to tell you. You heard me? And we ain't we ain't stupid, man. American people, man. We ain't we ain't all them talking about lockdowns and back when the mask and all that. You know, they got a new virus coming and it's gonna be man nobody don't care. Ain't fooling nobody no more with none of that. You know, new jack, man, nobody, nobody being fooled no more. We all the way up, you heard me? It's Trump 2024. That's what it's going to be, because we ain't having nothing else. From sea to shining sea. Three hours of bold truth and excellence. The Wendy Bell Radio Program. Welcome back. Day is just flying by here at the Wendy Bell Radio Network, hopefully for you as well. Welcome back. We're already in hour number three. Delighted, as always, to spend time with you today. You know, and I hate that. I hate the phrase because it's so overused. Go woke, go broke. But it is true. You, you have to wonder who was it who, who sat down with this diversity crap, this equity inclusion, this nonsense of inward, outward, twisting yourself in knots to try to appease somebody who's just a greedy, elitist globalist of suck, who wants to destroy the greatest place on, on planet Earth. And the only way to do that is to get us focused on other things. Like proving something completely esoteric by hiring people based not on merit, not based on skill. Not, not based on God-given talent or, or, or their work ethic, but on something so stupid. And so what they look like? I mean, how dumb. And that there weren't enough companies out there that said, that is the dumbest thing I've heard. And no, I will not participate in that. Because you know what? There is an army of us out here. There is an army of consumerism. There is an army of people who are hungry to support what is right. Why do you think that? What was that beer company? That guy who decided once Bud Light decided, went off the the guard, went off the the rails here and did the whole trans thing with Dylan Mulvaney, and some guy created some like Patriot Dad beer. I don't even care if it sucks. Would you or would you not buy that beer? It was like the chocolate company. We're going to put out candy bars that don't suck because Hershey's decided to to do like she or her like. Come on. It's a freaking candy bar. And by the way, I like dark chocolate anyway, so I won't be buying it. These are all of the dumb little ways that that we get pushed into a direction to say, I don't want to do it anymore. I don't want to buy your shoes. I don't want to drink your coffee. I'm not interested in your stupid mission because it's not mine. And all of you companies out there that decided to get on the bandwagon with Black Lives Matter and, and, and bow down at the altar of suck... To give to a money laundering operation that has not improved any black life, save for Patrice Cullors, right? 
Do we not know better? Of course we know better. Sports Illustrated paying the price. Wait, the swimsuit edition, which is the number one draw of sports. I really, it's like getting penthouse and saying, I really like the articles. Come on, people like seeing pretty naked folks or those who are close to naked. They don't like seeing trannies dressed up as chicks. They don't want to see it. I don't care that you want to have a an obese uh, mannequin at your store so you can look like you're inclusive. It's not drawing in people. Period. And having obese models on the cover of... Do you know who's on the cover this, this month, Brock? I'm just going to let you guess. Guess who it is? Uh, I have no idea. Martha Stewart! On the cover of Sports yes! Illustrated? Yes! What, is she cooking for the... No! Is she putting sheets on no, their bed? No, she's wearing a swimsuit. Oh, for the love. Yes. And let's just say, though I'm envious of some of the endowments some people have, <laughs> because my egos might not be as everybody else's, <laughs> there is a gravity thing that happens. And there's a lifty sometimes you need. What were you going to say? <laughs> She's like 70. Like, no offense to like older women, but like, that's. I gotta say, they did give her like the windblown look and kind of a cute bob, and it's whatever. I don't wanna see Martha Stewart in a damn bathing suit. And that doesn't make me sexist. Period. Like, I don't wanna get the, the men's calendar for the local fire department and see all the dudes who are pounding long necks afterwards at the bar the beer belly i want the i want the hunk all right a girl can dream whatever shallow fine guilty as charged factual actual so shocker over the weekend sports illustrated goes <coughs> cuts off their entire staff not laid off bye-bye we're done see ya sayonara it's been fun maybe because they decided to dabble a little bit in the pool of suck i don't know so I found this new website, never heard of it before. Just going to tell you what it is so you can double check me, mustreadalaska.com. Equal opportunity, that's what we are. Headline, Sports Illustrated, after going woke, now a broke. Yes. Sports Illustrated announced Friday that it is laying off most, if not all, of its union-represented staff. The notice came from the magazine's union members who shared it on social media. The Sports Illustrated Union and the News Guild of New York announcing in a joint statement that employees were notified Friday that the Arena Group, publisher of Sports Illustrated, is, quote, planning to lay off a significant number, possibly all, let's go with all, of the Guild-represented workers at SI. It's sad. I don't like seeing this sort of stuff. It's predictable. It's so daggone predictable. It's stupid. It's easy. You know, this is no different in its own weird esoteric way. Rushing out there to embrace something that common sense people don't get behind. The same as rushing out in the Great Lakes with lake, uh, lake, lake effect snow of having some electrician come out and wire your garage for a freaking electric vehicle, right? Sounds good on paper. Ain't going to feel good in January when you don't have wheels. Stupid. 
predictable, obvious. Is anybody else tired of this? Well, the only thing that perhaps is a little bit more delicious in a sad way, right, than the full circle thing coming. You fiddled with something that worked. You decided to not listen to your people who said, I'm not interested in seeing big girls and dudes pretending to be women in bathing suits, right? Having it come full circle and them saying, ah, fudge, we blew it. You've got to hear this question. When you are a journalist and you are young and you get the ropes by making mistakes, it's complicated. Been there, done that. I get it. But when you've been indoctrinated, not just through college and graduate school, but on the job, to be a woke reporter, you're not a reporter. You're just a disappointment. So you heard about this. Before the, the games this weekend, <laughs> Buccaneers coach Todd Bowles is forced to laugh, and he's such a gentleman. He, he right. He's such a gentleman because he could have been like, "You're an idiot. Get out of here." That's how I would have responded. Right? It's like 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 Jim Acosta when when Donald Trump was like, "Just get out of here. You're a toxic schmuck. See you later." Right? I, I could have seen Todd Bowles doing this. So there's a press conference. The weather forecast in Detroit on Saturday looked chilly. <laughs> we'll say at minus eight degrees Celsius with wind chills gusting around twenty with wind gusts, rather, around 20 kilometers an hour. I'm going to go with that doesn't feel comfortable. With the Detroit Lions hosting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, one intrepid reporter, no, Toronto Sun, it's not intrepid. It's called an indoctrinated, climate change-embracing goofball who was really dumb and decided to ask Todd Bowles how the warm weather team would be dealing with the frosty temperatures. And I'm going to read it to you, and then you're going to hear it in and of itself. Looking forward to Detroit. The weather has been a factor in some of the playoff games. Today, it's 13 in Detroit. Any special plans to acclimate the team to not only endure, but perform in these kinds of frigid temperatures? Listen to the give and the go. Oh, we didn't have it? Oh, I, I, I should have told Brock. I'm sorry. He was so cute. He was so cute. He said, well... Well, considering that we're playing in a dome, I don't think we have to worry about the wind chill. And the reporter, I hope, felt like an absolute fool. He had every opportunity to be like, you dullard. You dope. He said, you know, we do play indoors, right? They got a dome. Ah, yes, the Lions play at Ford Field, an indoor stadium that's been indoors for 50 years. Oops. Look, no matter how these people are, are indoctrinated, whether it happens in school, it happens on the job, it happens because of John Kerry telling them that, look, if we don't change, there's going to be a $1.6 quadrillion bill we're going to have to pay. People have a choice. They can think critically. Don't ever give up on that, folks, right? All right, when we come back on the Wendy Bell Radio program, um, I got to do it. In today's You Are Now Dumber Files, Jamal Bowman comes back with a starring role. I got it for you next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. Well, we have something that we do here on this program. You Are Now Dumber Stories. 
it's kind of amazing how many of these people who allegedly represent us in some capacity are so terrible at so doing. I, I just don't see how it would be that difficult. How to vote on things that are common sense. How to resist the temptation of being bribed with special interest money. Donors. I guess the game is getting in and staying in. But doesn't this all go back to the whole idea about term limits? This would be such a simple fix. And there would be a common sense way to go about doing it. To say as president, rather than running for re-election and taking your eye off the ball, why doesn't the president serve six years? And if there's something like a Joe Biden candidate who, who manages to fail his way into office, there's got to be an ability to recall or to say, you know what? We'd like what's behind door number two instead. I don't know. Should you be able to serve in the Senate forever and ever and in the House forever and ever and be a lifelong politician and get rich? No, of course not. Jamal Bowman is just the fire alarm yanker that he is who wants you to believe, well, I admitted it. I mean, after I ran away and pretended it wasn't me and then I got caught on the video and then I had no choice. I had to. And then I was supposed to pay some stupid fine, which I'm sure I didn't. And now we're all supposed to walk away from it. You know, we're all supposed to also not pay attention to Joe Biden and his family. Being credibly accused of enriching themselves by more than $30 million since Joe Biden was vice president. Have we forgotten that? Have we forgotten what his son is accused of doing? Have we forgotten all of the shell companies, the pseudonyms, the... The burner phone, the lies, all of it, that we're even here talking that Joe Biden is anything other than toast, impeached with the asterisks of shame next to his name for all eternity. If it's the last thing I do, it's something I want to do forever. Tarnish that man's name in history with that asterisk. Shameful, despicable, lousy human being. Jamal Bowman says now's a good time that we should talk about reparations, you know. <sighs> Enough. Rather than asking for payback for things that none of us alive today did and none of us alive today suffered through, instead of asking for $14 trillion, I'm not making that up. Why don't we just have a common sense conversation about education? Well, why don't we talk about why in certain communities, in certain cities, it's always unsafe? Why, if you happen to be born in one of those communities, you can almost never get out? Because nobody's going to buy your property. Nobody's going to buy your house. There is no escape. You're in a cycle, a commode that swirls around and around with yuck. It's such a non-starter. It's such a waste of time. Jamal Bowman from New York, proposed a $14 trillion reparations plan Tuesday for the enslavement of Africans and its lasting harm on the lives of millions of black people in the United States. If I were African-American, I'd be embarrassed by the suggestions that this would in any way move any needle whatsoever. It's the CARES Act on steroids. 
Uh, we don't think you need to go out there and do anything. We're just going to give you a bunch of money. It'll be great. Just, it's free, right? I'm sure somewhere, someone will cover it. Where does it come from, Jamal? The progressive congressman called on the federal government to foot the bill. Ho oh, Added to the tab, 34 plus 14 is 48. Why not? Sky's the limit. Where's the giant hook that comes out in the shadows and, and, and pulls him out of the spotlight and yanks him away and says, now we're done with you. You're a mockery. You make us a mockery on the world stage. Do, do, do black Americans really want some kind of payment? Is that, is that really, does that end it? Does the talk of, of all things that happen with slavery, et cetera, et cetera, is that over at that point? Do we get to close that chapter? It never ends. It's just stupid. And it's so not constructive. Even the Chicago's mayor, the new guy, whatever his name is, Brandon Johnson, taking over for Lori Lightfoot. He's had to go into the hospital, I think. He's needed medical care because of anxiety. Why would that be? Because I had no idea how terrible things really are in politics. And my city is an absolute hellscape by design. So, you know, Jamal, you're a joke, but it's dangerous. But it creates some kind of a dollar figure. You don't erase slavery in any culture you don't buy it away you don't bribe it away you don't coax it away it is a stain on your country's history stop trying to erase it by putting a dollar sign on it because that makes you gross coming up on the wendy bell radio program does common sense actually require legislation apparently yes when it's about the World Economic Forum, why are we even funding any of these trips over there? Well, there's one guy out there who wants it to stop yesterday. His story next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. You know, this is Scott Perry, congressman from Pennsylvania, knocking it out of the park. I got a story on the Daily Caller that I want to read you. And by the way, if you think this is one of those days where you can ditch out before the end of the program, you are missing the best of today's show because sometimes we tuck it, tuck it in at the very end today is one of those days it is what i believe is the best three minutes and 33 seconds you will hear all day and you will say yes so do not go anywhere i'm bribing you now okay a group of house republicans led by pennsylvania representative scott perry introduced legislation Thursday to defund the World Economic Forum. Is anybody else out there saying, why the hell are we even a part of this? Like even going and talking about it gives it legitimacy. It gives it some kind of validity that we believe a bunch of unelected elitist bureaucrats of sock should wave their magic wands and tell all of us how we ought to live. That farming should be outlawed. That every farm should be sold. That Bill Gates can quietly go gobble it all up because that's what's going on. He's buying up a lot in Nebraska. Wonder why. Wonder why it's in all these different shell companies either. Hmm. 
The Daily Caller first obtained a copy of this bill, which is titled the Defund Davos Act. Short and sweet, I like it. The legislation would specifically block the State Department, USAID, which is awful, and any other federal agency from providing funding to the WEF. The U.S. has spent millions on the WEF over the years, something Perry and other GOP lawmakers say needs to end. Who's making these decisions, right? Because I'm pretty sure if I know how to manage my family's finances and I know when things are getting a little tight and where we're not going for dinner anytime soon, maybe, too, the Congress folks should live by the same philosophy. Of course, they never will because there's never any accountability. Forcing American taxpayers to fund annual ski trips for insular, insular global elitists is absurd. Not to mention reprehensible, Perry told the caller before introducing the bill. He added the World Economic Forum does not deserve one cent of American funding and it's past time we defund Davos. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I really didn't pay much attention to the World Economic Forum until about COVID. And shamefully, I guess I was woefully in the dark. Never paid attention to it. This thing has been going on for years as elitists have set their sights on destroying the last remaining democracies, quote unquote, if you will, on planet Earth. And John Kerry saying, why do you think 195 countries have gotten on board because they're grifters just like you? John Kerry, it's always fun to watch what Sweden is doing because they now have a new right wing government there. Several weeks old and already they've done major things to get out of this garbage. The wealthy WEF globalists should not receive Americans hard earned tax dollars. Wisconsin Representative Tom Tiffany, an original co-sponsor of the legislation, said in a statement, the defund Davos Act would require that U.S. tax dollars are not funding the World Economic Forum and their reset on our way of life. I thank Congressman Perry for leading this important effort. Perry was also joined by Arizona Representative Paul Gosar, Tennessee Representative Diana Harshbarger, Barger, Barger, I never know how to say her name. Tennessee Representative Andy Ogles in Montana Rep. Matt Rosendale, who is a rock star, by the way, as co-sponsors. Now, we're going to play some sound for you coming up that I think is absolutely fantastic, and it's something that you need to hear. It is from the Heritage Foundation President Kevin Roberts. Now, I find this interesting because he traveled to Davos, Heritage Foundation conservative group based on constitutionality based on rules based on america first based on this idea that is maga it is about american exceptionalism it's not complicated and he drops a line he's asked a question and he speaks for three and a half minutes with very clear thought no cheat sheets no binder no notes no spreadsheet no overhead projector no aliases no ghost phone no help because when you know what's at stake and you tell the truth and you love America and you believe in united we stand and it's not just as Republicans, but it is as Americans. It comes out effortlessly. It's baked into who you are. 
It's not up for sale. It's not open to negotiation. And it looks at clods like Jamal Bowman, who believe now is a good time to try to jockey $14 trillion out of America for something that didn't happen to him or anybody in his family alive today. The pushback is pretty easy. And and he underscores this idea why some people go to this World Economic Forum. Because we talked about Argentina's new president, Millet, and what he did to absolutely light up Davos. And I understand that while he was talking about capitalism, about how capitalism works, about how the survival of the fittest, the person who creates the next widget, who invents the next big thing, The people who sink or swim on their own. That is the market that we want. Not this spreading the wealth around and projecting an idea that mediocrity is as good as it's ever going to get. So don't show your math work. Don't work hard. Just keep accepting your checks. And when the government comes and puts you in a little box and calls it your home and says, this is a 15 minute city. And by the way, we need your car keys because there's ample public transit. I'm sure you'll love it. Just don't get in the way of the people shooting up heroin in the back. Sounds extreme, doesn't it? It's not. It's real. And I think we need to talk more about it. I want to also read you this. This is ridiculous, by the way. Because the World Economic Forum is pushing this climate nonsense. It's all predicated around this pants on fire. We're cooking the planet. Everybody's got to give up everything they love, except we, the rich people. Did you guys hear about this? Daily Mail UK. Arctic zombie viruses in Siberia could one day be released by Earth's warming climate and trigger a new pandemic, comma, scientists warn. Honestly. When's it going to be enough? What's the next most ridiculous thing? We have that skin-eating parasite. Well, let's see what they say about this. Quickly, I'll just give you the thumbnail because I'm not going to waste your time and make you dumber. Scientists. Scientists. It's a very ubiquitous word. Very meandering, if you will, in its specific scientists. You think my son, when he was making up his bread mold sixth grade science fair project, was he a scientist at the time? Probably. Scientists have warned that ancient, quote, zombie viruses uh, trapped in permafrost in Siberia may soon be released and cause a new deadly pandemic as shipping in the region increases. Mm. It's also interesting how it's connected, isn't it? Scientists, again, just vague scientists, have known for years that Methuselah microbes, you cannot make it up. Methuselah microbes, this is what they're dropping on us, are are frozen into the permafrost in Siberia. And because we are so awful and we're eating cows, right? And we travel, that that stuff that's melting is going to come out. The cells that have stayed dormant in the permafrost for tens of thousands of years carry the risk of propagating and spreading like wildfire, if taken out of their icy confines. It, they stopped trying. It's like January 6th. It's like the pipe bomb. It's like COVID. It's the mandates and the shutdowns. 
It's like the Biden crime family syndicate. We're not even going to come up with a good story that we've got something that we're good at. We're not even going to pretend that we're experts or that we've got something that is marketable as a family other than Joe Biden's name. But we are so used to getting away with everything. See, we're so used to not being called out on the carpet. We're not used to the pushback. It's the nonchalance of flying to Napa Valley, Fannie Willis and her sugar daddy who was married, right? Flying to Belize, into Panama, not even trying. It's the ridiculosity of the machines in Arizona, or excuse me, in Georgia, that can be hacked with a pen. It's so obvious. They stopped caring because they've gotten away with being dirtbags for so long. So this united we stand thing, this isn't just about De- this isn't just about Republicans. This isn't just about getting behind Donald Trump. This isn't just about Ron DeSantis dropping out finally, even though he never should have gotten in. It's beyond that. Because I don't just want my children to survive. I just don't want America to succeed for their benefit. It's for people whose children For the children of people I vehemently disagree with. Are we united by one thing? Love of country. Yes or no? Because if your answer is yes, this nonsense is so obvious to see. You don't even have to be standing in front of it. You can see it at 30,000 feet. Viruses. A $1.6 quadrillion bill because we're not capturing carbon, right? Cows and farming are ruining the earth. The soundbite you need to hear. The Heritage Foundation president, Dr. Kevin Roberts, eviscerating the snivelly woke elite yuck with one statement. Let's go next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. So I found this article in The American Conservative. Freely admit, didn't know there was such a publication, but there is The American Conservative. And it says what Heritage President Roberts told me about crashing experience. Like what? So the Heritage Foundation's president, Dr. Kevin Roberts, has been going viral alongside Argentinian President Javier Millet for making pointed comments at the World Economic Forum in Davos. Roberts and Millet's messages boil down to one simple truth this magazine has preached for more than 20 years. The globalist elites are the problem, which is why the American conservative was pleased to publish Roberts' remarks in full. After his WEF debut... I and a few other journalists were able to ask the Heritage president a few questions about his experience with the elite crowd in Davos. And he said he and Millet were both having fun with their WEF appearances. The reason? He says, I think it's because we believe we are going to win. And we're going to win regardless of whether the typical Davos attendee is reformable or not, he explained. I really hope they are. Otherwise, I wouldn't be here. But my expectation, based on evidence, which is all these years of meetings we've had here, is that they're going to continue to make excuses for how and why they operate the way they do. 
Nevertheless, he said, the cynic in me, which is most of me, thinks that it's an attempt to co-opt the political right. Davos is, the whole World Economic Forum. Everything they stand for is antithetical to what we believe as conservatives. Leave me alone. Let Amos Miller live his life. Let him farm his farm. Let him feed his neighbors. If he makes people sick, they're not going to want to buy from him. That's what happens in a capitalistic world. That's what Miele was talking about. So these guys, even Donald Trump has spoken at the World Economic Forum, almost as a eh, as a reality check. Oh, yeah? Well, not all of us share your elitist views. So here, without further ado, is Dr. Kevin Roberts, the president of the Heritage Foundation, dropping a truth bomb on all of the sniveling elitists in Davos. Enjoy. It's laughable that you would or anyone would describe Davos as protecting liberal democracy. It's equally, standing up for it. It's 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 equally laughable to use the word dictatorship at Davos and and aim that at President Trump. In fact, I think that's absurd. But I'm going to step aside from that constructive criticism and instead answer your question. Yep. And and I'm going to be substantive here. President Trump, if he's the next president, for that matter, I think whoever the next conservative president is going to take on the power of the elites, which I mentioned earlier. But the the thing that I want to drive home here, the very reason that I'm here at Davos, is to explain to many people in this room and who are watching, with all due respect, nothing personal, but that you're part of the problem. Political elites tell the average people on three or four or five issues that the reality is X, when in fact reality is Y. Take immigration. Elites tell us that open borders and even illegal immigration are okay. The average person tells us in the United States that both rob them of the American way of life. They're right. President Trump will take that on on behalf of the average American. Elites also tell us that public safety isn't a problem in big American cities. Just travel to New York or Washington or Dallas, Texas. The average person will tell you that the lack of public safety damages not just the American way of life, but their life. President Trump will take that on. Thirdly, I guess the favorite at the World Economic Forum is climate change. Elites tell us that we, we have this existential crisis with so-called climate change, so much so that climate alarmism is probably the greatest cause for mental health crisis in the world. The solutions, the average person know, ba- based on climate change, are far worse and more harmful and cost more human lives, especially in Europe during the time that you need heating, than do the problem and the problems themselves. Fourth, two more here, Robin. The fourth, China. The number one adversary, not just to the United States, but to free people on planet Earth. Not only do we at at Davos not say that, we give the Chinese Communist Party a platform. Count on President Trump ending that nonsense. And fifth, as we sit here, another supranational organization, the World Health Organization, is discussing foisting gender ideology upon the global south. These are practices that are under review, if not being rejected, by countries in Northern Europe. The new president, especially if it's President Trump, will, as you like to say, trust the science. He will understand the basic biological reality of manhood and womanhood. And do you know why? Not because of retribution, not because he's a dictator, but because he has the power of the American people behind him. And it's connected to Senator Portman's excellent point that in addition to needing a vigorous executive, 
We look forward to having the popular will inform both the House and Senate in 2025 to pass laws on all of those issues and many others. Ultimately, Robin, I think President Trump, if in fact he wins a second term, is going to be inspired by the wise words of Javier Millet, who said that he was in power not to guide sheep, but to awaken lions. That's what the average American and the average free person on planet Earth wants out of leaders. See, that doesn't take notes. That doesn't take somebody in your ear whispering to you. He feels that. It beats in him. See, that's what the people don't understand, these elitists who think that we're just all going to acquiesce to their every request. The lions have not yet been awakened. They have been in Germany. They have been in the Netherlands. They have been in other places. But it hasn't even begun here in the United States. That is what United We Stand means. And it means looking out for one another. Now the people who want to say that those of us who believe in making America great again are the dangers that we are a threat, we are, to how they want to ruin this country. But the lions are waking up and they are terrified of that fact. I'm Wendy Bell. Thank you for being here. We'll catch you tomorrow, same time, same place. Peace. Peace.